Yo, this is Axel Rose of Guns N' Roses. Hey, this is Carmen Alexa. Hi, this is Daryl Strawberry. What up, though? This is Big Snoop Deal Double G. Hi, this is John Stallard. Hey, yo, Hulk Hogan here. What's up? This is Beyonce. I got a great show lined up for y'all. Hey, yo, yo, yo. Let's get this party started. The Sports Beat. You know what? Let's keep it hot. The Sports Beat is off the chain, man. Ah, yeah. The Sports Beat. Download the podcast now. You're listening to The Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. Welcome to the Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. How is everybody doing on this Wednesday morning? I am your host, Richard Holdridge, and we have a great show for you. In this episode, I will talk about the Atlanta Braves falling short to the New York Yankees. A controversial play at the plate in the bottom of the fifth inning. Was Freddie Freeman safe or out? We've got an alliance forming between the ACC, Big Ten, and Pac-12. What does an alliance mean in college football? And can all five rookie quarterbacks that were drafted in the first round contribute and not be a bust? All right, the Atlanta Braves lost 5-4 to to the New York Yankees. The Yankees have won 11 straight. The Yankees were catapulted by a two-run blast by DJ LeMahieu, and a rally in the ninth was not enough for the Braves to come back in the game and they got swept in a two-game series at Truitt's Park by the New York Yankees. A controversial play at the plate in the bottom of the fifth inning when the Braves were down 4-3. to three. Freddie Freeman was on first. Austin Riley singled and Freddie Freeman trying to score from first was called out at the plate. And it was a very close play, a bang-bang play. It had to go to replay. And we all know that replay... It has to be decisive in order for something like that to overturn. When an umpire calls a player out, when they go to replay, it's got to be inclusive. There has to be enough evidence beyond a reasonable doubt for them to overturn a call like that, especially in a tense game where Freddie Freeman was the tying run. The Braves stranded the bases loaded in the bottom of the ninth. The Yankees came into the ninth with a 5-3 lead and a Rodas Chapman. Their all-star closer uh, surrendered a run, and he was able to get the save. Braves are still four and a half above the Philadelphia Phillies. They will have two games off, and then their all-star ace, Max Freed, will take the mound Friday night against the San Francisco Giants. I cannot talk enough about this series. I, I'm excited. Will not be going to that game because I have other obligations. And the Giants get an impressive win over the Mets. They're trying to hold off the Dodgers, who are just two and a half back. They continue to win, defeating the San Diego Padres. And Julio Urias has been their unsung best pitcher all year, most consistent pitcher. The Dodgers with a 5-2 win over the Padres. And they are expected to win because they have the highest payroll in all of baseball. They're the most aggressive team in baseball, getting Max Scherzer and Trey Turner at the trade deadline. But I still believe that the San Francisco Giants are the team to beat in the NL West and can match the Dodgers in the postseason. The Giants have two key ingredients that will help their success. One, they have veteran leadership like Buster Posey, Brandon Crawford, and Brandon Belt that have three World Series rings. That is going to be huge for postseason experience. 
And two, they have a lot of young talent, including acquiring Chris Bryant from the Chicago Cubs. So these two teams in the NL West, they'll definitely make the postseason, but it's going to come down to the wire. And the Giants are going to try to win their first NL West title since 2012. The Dodgers have won the NL West every year since 2013. And I'd like to see these two teams try to battle it out for that division crown. Meanwhile, the New York Yankees, with their win over the Braves, they have now won 11 straight. They are the hottest team in baseball. And they get ready for an important series against the Oakland Athletics that have lost four straight. Baseball is exciting during this time. We also have the Little League World Series going on. And uh, the team from Abilene, Texas looks really good. All right, this Saturday is the debut of college football. We do have a small slate of games to include Nebraska and Illinois. But in the most recent college football news... The Pac-12, the Big Ten, and the ACC have agreed to form an alliance. Now, I have no idea what that means. I know that there's talks about expansion in the college football playoff. There's talks about the Pac-12 wanting to include BYU and Boise State. They want to expand their conference. The ACC has talked about bringing in Notre Dame and West Virginia. Is that the end of the Big 12? Will the Big 12 fold now that Oklahoma and Texas have agreed to join the SEC for the 2025 season? I really don't want them to fold. I still think it's a good conference with good teams. They're just not going to be a Power 5 conference anymore. I tell you what, why don't you get Houston... SMU or Memphis, any one of those schools to replace Texas and Oklahoma. I would like to see the Big 12 expand more. The Big 10 is still a solid conference. I don't think they're expanding anytime soon. And the ACC, they're trying to keep up with the SEC because they do have some talented teams to include Clemson, North Carolina, the University of Miami, Georgia Tech, Florida State. I actually think the ACC is going to do very well this year. You got two top 10 teams in the ACC. North Carolina, led by quarterback Sam Howell, is projected to win the Coastal. But the University of Miami looks really good as well with Derrick King. And we'll see how they do against Alabama in the Chick-fil-A kickoff classic in two weeks. With week one of high school football in the books, I tell you what, I am excited about week two. But we did have some more cancellations because of COVID protocols as the Harris County Perry game has been canceled. We already had LaGrange and Northside canceled. However, LaGrange has found an opponent. They will travel to Peachtree City to take on McIntosh High School. McIntosh was supposed to play Hampton, but Hampton had a cancel because of protocols with COVID. And I have the feeling that the dominoes are going to start to fall. I'm just keeping tabs of the score. I'm, I'm trying to get updates as much as I can for my high school football show. So that way I have exactly what I need. And um, congratulations for the following athletes that made Player of the Week. It is official. The WTVM High School Game of the Week, as expected, will be Auburn and Opelika. Auburn is ranked third in 7A in the state of Alabama, and Opelika is ranked fifth, according to a latest poll. And that is always a heated rivalry, and it's going to be a great time. In the NFL news, the Los Angeles Rams just got a lot better as... They signed a former Georgia running back. No, not Todd Gurley. 
They signed New England Patriots running back Sony Michelle that got cut by the Patriots. The Rams were hurting for a running back. They were going to give the load to Daryl Henderson after running back Cam Akers tore his ACL and he's out for the season. The Rams are one of the favorites to win the NL West this year. The Rams are one of the favorites to win the NFC West this year with the addition of Matthew Stafford. He's been an upgrade at quarterback. And the Rams made the playoffs last year, won a playoff game against Seattle with Jared Goff. So having Matthew Stafford as an upgrade, now they have Sony Michelle. We still have one more week of NFL preseason game. We still have one more week of NFL preseason games. And I do want to talk about the local team here, the Atlanta Falcons, because after suffering a disastrous 4-12 season, they fired head coach Dan Quinn midseason. Raheem Morris took over in the interim level you look at their season last year four and twelve six of those losses were games that they gave away i was looking at the score projections they were projected at least to win the game in 80 percent or higher in six of their games there were actually two games where they had a 99% chance to win. That is unheard of. Looking at last year's schedule, just starting off with those, they went 0-5, then they fired Dan Quinn. Raheem Morris took over and was 4-7. Still not enough to win the job. That's why Arthur Smith is now the head coach and they have a new regime. Come on, you've got to be kidding me. The Dallas Cowboys. They lost that game 40-39 to on an onside kick. It was one of the craziest games. The Chicago game, Nick Foles came in, and the Bears, and the Bears won that game after the Falcons had a 26-10 lead going into the fourth quarter. That was a complete collapse. That's two games right there where the Falcons should have won easily. Two games where the Falcons collapsed. Yes, you could talk about 28-3, but that is all coaching. That's all on Dan Quinn. The next game where they completely collapsed was against the Detroit Lions. They lost that game 23-22. Todd Gurley gets the go-ahead touchdown with a minute left to go, but he did not take a knee. The Falcons didn't run out the clock, and TJ Hawkinson scored the game-winning touchdown by Matthew Stafford, and the Falcons gave that game away that's three games from last year and then finally the fourth game where they completely gave this game away was the Tampa Bay Buccaneers game where the Falcons had a 24 to 7 lead on the Buccaneers we've seen this story before you never count out Tom Brady Tom Brady was able to come back and win the game 31 to 27 as the Buccaneers scored all 31 points in the second half. So a lot of NFL experts are predicting that the Falcons will double their win total from last year. Like I said, a disastrous 4-12 season. They do have some additions with Kyle Pitts, the talented tight end. They did lose Julio Jones, but they also picked up running back Mike Davis. I think he's going to get most of the carries. And the Falcons lost some players on defense. They lost... Ricardo Allen and Keanu Neal, but Richie Grant, the talented safety from the University of Central Florida, steps into the starting role, and he's expected to have a good season for the Falcons. Looking at their regular season schedule, they should beat the Eagles at home when they open the season. 
Then they travel to Tampa Bay. think they're going to lose that one. Then they will take on the Giants. That could go either way. I think the Falcons have enough talent on offense to win that game. So I'm going to say they're going to be 2-1, and one, getting ready to take on the Washington football team. That's going to be a very scary game because Washington's defense with Chase Young and the Falcons' offensive line, Chase Young is a game wrecker, and he could turn that game around. I think the Falcons will go 2-2. Two and two. They'll lose that one. Then they travel to London. They will take on the New York Jets. Jack, Zach Wilson looks pretty good. I think the Falcons could win that one. That's going to be 3-2. and two. Then they travel to Miami to take on the Dolphins. They lose that one. They'll be 3-3. Three and three. They will host the Carolina Panthers next. I think they win that one because they usually split those games between Carolina. Those division games are very tricky. So now they'll be 4-3 and three, headed to New Orleans, which they'll lose that game. Jameis Winston owns the Falcons. So the Falcons will be 4-4. Four and four. Then they will travel to Dallas to take on the Cowboys. They're going to lose that one, so they'll be 4-5. and five. Then they will take on the New England Patriots on a Thursday night at home. Cam Newton could come and have a Cam Newton could have a coming out party and he has always played well against the Falcons. That's going to be in Atlanta. Cam Newton has got something to prove. He's going to try to battle Mac Jones for that starting quarterback job. And I think the Patriots defeat the Falcons at home. And the Falcons will be 4 and 6 going into Jacksonville to take on the Jaguars. I think the Jaguars are still a young team. They lost Travis Etienne for the season and Trevor Lawrence might be struggling because they don't have much of an offensive line. The Falcons will win that game on the road. They'll be 5-6. And And then they will host the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. At 5-6, this will be a very important game. And I think that the Buccaneers have a lot of talent. I think the Falcons are capable of winning this game, but that defense is going to let Tom Brady back into this game. They lose that game. They'll be 5-7. They travel to Carolina. I think they lose that game. They'll be 5-8. And And then they'll take on the 49ers at Levi Stadium on Sunday, December 19th. And I think they lose that game. They'll be 5-9. Then the schedule gets a little bit easier. They got the Detroit Lions. I think they win that game. And then their last two games against the Bills and the Saints. The Bills might be resting starters. I think the Falcons could surprise people and get a win there. And then I think they'll get a win against the New Orleans Saints at home. So you got eight wins right there. The Falcons have an easy schedule. They should be able to double their win total from last year. But this is a rebuilding year. There's not a whole lot of expectations for the Falcons this year to make the playoffs or go to the Super Bowl. Head coach Arthur Smith and GM Ray Fontenot have a little bit of wiggle room this year. And this is going to be a rebuilding year. But the big question mark is Matt Ryan's health. How long can Matt Ryan stay upright as the quarterback for the Atlanta Falcons? The Falcons had an opportunity to draft a quarterback in this NFL draft. Right there at number four, they could have taken Justin Fields or Mac Jones. In my opinion, all five rookie quarterbacks will succeed. I think this will be the first time that we've seen all five rookie quarterbacks that are not going to be considered busts. I was very skeptical about Zach Wilson, but he looks really good in preseason. I think the one quarterback that could struggle early is Trevor Lawrence because he does not have the talent around him, and plus they lost Travis Antien for the season. But if you look at all the quarterbacks, Trevor Lawrence, 
taken by the Jaguars. He's going to start week one. He's gonna. His stats are not going to look all that great, but he is going to show that he's got talent and he will succeed in this league once he gets some help. Then Zach Wilson for the New York Jets. The Jets have a very talented wide receiver, Corey Davis. I think that he does have some weapons. Zach Wilson has got a cannon for an arm and he will have some he'll put up some good numbers he, he might put up some good fantasy numbers for you but he's also going to struggle because the jets don't have a whole lot of talent but i don't consider him a bust and then trey lance trey lance has shown promise that he can be special if he plays this season i think that he will struggle but he's not quite ready just yet to take over the starting role in san francisco Remember, this is the first time since 1999 that the NFL has drafted three quarterbacks, one, two, three, in the first round. Then you got Justin Fields. I think Justin Fields' ceiling is very high, and he could be that player for the Bears that can put him over the top and make the postseason. Right now, Mac Jones, if he starts over Cam Newton, is the quarterback that's most likely to succeed, especially in Bill Belichick's system with Josh McDaniels as offensive coordinator. The New England Patriots still have one of the most talented offensive lines in all of the league. It's nice to see with these quarterbacks. If you look over at the history, if you look at the history of quarterbacks that were selected, go back to 2017 when Mitchell Trubisky was selected two overall. Yes, on paper, he made a Pro Bowl and got the Bears to the playoffs. But you also had Patrick Mahomes and Deshaun Watson that were drafted, and they did very well. If you look at the 2018 NFL Draft, Baker Mayfield and Sam Darnold were drafted in the top 10 class. But the quarterback that came out of that class, the two quarterbacks that came out of that class were Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson. That both made Pro Bowls, that both major talent, and Josh Rosen was considered the bust in that draft. You fast forward to 2019, Kyler Murray taken number one overall, and Kyler Murray had a pretty good year for the Cardinals making a Pro Bowl and the jury is still out on Daniel Jones whether or not he is the quarterback and the bust in that draft was Dwayne Haskins he's a backup for the Steelers all right the 2020 NFL draft Joe Burrow looked pretty good. Justin Herbert won Offensive Rookie of the Year. Tua Tagovailova has looked pretty good in preseason. The jury is still out on him. And we don't know if Jordan Love is going to be a good quarterback. So a lot of these drafts dating back to 2017 has had question marks on quarterbacks. But I strongly feel this will be the first time that we will have all quarterbacks that were drafted in the first round that they will succeed. I don't think any of them are going to be a bust. I think they will show their potential and I think that they will put up stats this league is designed for these young quarterbacks to succeed and we have seen that in preseason you just have to have the right coach you have to have the right weapons and you have to have the right system for that quarterback to succeed because even Mitchell Trubisky was able to succeed in the Bears system with head coach Matt Nagy and now he's a backup on the Buffalo Bills all right that's all the time I have on the show thank you Thank you, all of you, for listening to my show. Don't forget to like and subscribe to my podcast. And don't forget that Friday is going to be the special high school football preview show. You do not want to miss that. I've actually gotten a lot more Twitter followers. And I'm hoping to build my audience, especially all the fans of high school football in the Chattahoochee Valley. We're going to have fun talking about week two preview and going to recap the games that happened during week one. 
So it's going to be great. I hope that everybody has a great day and I will talk to you tomorrow. Bye, everybody. You've been listening to The Sports Beat with Richard Holdry. We invite you to download and subscribe. You can find us on Anchor, Spotify, Google Cast, Stitcher, iTunes, or wherever fine podcasts are found. Thanks for listening. Feel free to share with your friends and family. This has been The Sports Beat, with your host, Richard Holdry. Produced in Columbus, Georgia. Extra production provided by J.D. Matthews. All opinions stated herein are those of the host and do not represent the opinions of Anchor Podcasts. Copyright 2020, all rights reserved.